inviting instrumental version of How Can I Keep From Singing from Beth Paget's brand new recording at the end of the day leads us into this week's edition of the Song Parlor. As we move deeper into November, as the days grow shorter and colder, even as Thanksgiving draws near, gathering together to share a song and holiday cheer while also remembering and welcoming in other folks who are poor, hungry, and cold seems like a good way to stave off the winter darkness. I'm John Patterson, inviting you to join me in the parlor for the next two hours to share some songs and tunes and a tale that reflect the changing season, to celebrate Thanksgiving and help us imagine our way into a wide range of gatherings of family and friends around the dining room table, in front of a warming fire, or halfway around the world. We'll begin with a set drawn mainly from quite recent releases. It takes us from the chilly winds of November on toward Thanksgiving. First up, Ken and Brad Kolodner. Thank you. 
Well, I come from these rolling hills And my feet know the path I walked when I was a kid I come from these rolling hills I remember bells of blue Ringing in this land In voices old and new I remember bells of blue I have moved through these golden fields With my lover by my side And a dog at our heels I have moved through these golden fields hard this year And I know the seasons change But this one I've come to fear Songs of joy turn to silence And hope turned into fear Winter will be hard this year When darkness rides a hungry beast It rides into the wind and never suffers peace It speaks a separate truth For anyone who seeks Darkness rides a hungry beast And I feel like a stranger in this time People living lives Across a great divide Half of them are laughing while the other half are crying I feel like a stranger in this time twist of grace I can see a smile on your face and I come from these rolling hills and they hold a quiet heart I know the way they feel I come from these rolling Come on in Won't you come sit down 
more love Somewhere there is More peace Somewhere there is More joy Somewhere there is Happiness
Jay Unger, Molly Mason, and the Nashville Chamber Orchestra gave us a lush instrumental version of the Thanksgiving hymn to round out our opening set and carry us on down toward the season when we gather together. But we began with a blast of chilly winds that was with help from Ken and Brad Kolodner. They also get help from Rachel Eddy and Alex Lacrimont, and the piece comes from their really wonderful CD called The Swift House, but chilly winds seemed just right for the season. From there, on to another one that seems just right for the season. It comes from another new release from Fiddle Wham Diddle. We first met them in our last show, and here they are again. Vi Wickham is the fiddler, and the uh, the wonderful mountain dulcimer player is Steve Egberg. We heard them play Cold Frosty Morning. Then Tim Grimm and the family band and These Rolling Hills, that CD which I've been enjoying a lot in the uh, several months since it appeared, is called A Stranger in This Time, and the song reminds us that in many ways this is hard times this year, but Tim Grimm finds a way to, uh, to get through them with These Rolling Hills. Then a lovely invitation. It comes from Zoe Mulford. She invites us to come on in. Won't you come on in, she says. That's from her album called Small Brown Birds. Then, finally, from the new album called Jamie Stone's Folk Life, in which the imaginative banjo master and intrepid explorer of a wide range of musical traditions uh, puts together some wonderful new offerings with lots of great help. We heard a terrific version of a Sea Islands gospel piece that comes from Bessie Jones, and that one, too, seems just right to carry us on toward a season of holiday gatherings. It's called There's More Love Somewhere. And here, I'll just take a moment to remind you that you can find details about the music we hear in the parlor on the show's playlist, and that while the song parlor page on the website of our host, the Voice of Pennsylvania, still seems largely inactive, the easiest way to get to that playlist is via our Facebook page for the Song Parlor with John Patterson. And while you're there, you could also pass along your comments and suggestions about the show. I'd surely welcome them. Of course, I should also remind you that another easy way to access the show is by subscribing to the free podcast of The Song Parlor with John Patterson that's available via iTunes. That way you'll be sure not to miss one. And that said, we can hasten along to several pieces about going home and remembering the poor in the last days of autumn as we head down toward Thanksgiving. This time we're going to begin with a piece from another new album. It comes from Joe Jenks, a big-hearted and keen-eyed observer of the American scene. song for the sailor lost out to sea A song for the mother who always will grieve A song for the soldier who lays down his life A song for the woman who once was his wife A song for the traveler down on his luck 
A circus man flying his trade for a buck A song for the child who's lost in the night Though she's never seen stars She still clings to their light Going home Going home A song for the mistress who dares to believe Wiping the tears from her eyes with her sleep A song for the poet who runs out of time Before she can finish her famous last A song for the miner who digs out the coal Dreams of a life somewhere far from this hole A song for the rebel who gave up the fight Haunted by guilt Cause he still knows he's right Going home Going home Never will meet Star-crossed and stumbling out on the street A song for the preacher down on his knees Praying for answers he never quite sees A song for the ones who run into the fire To put out the flames of this world on its pyre A song for the driver who runs out of road Nobody there to help shoulder the load Going home Going down the glass A song for the jumper who takes a step back A song for the wanderer home now at last A song for redemption from sins of the past A song for forgiveness that opens a door A song for the good friends who gather once more A song for the prisoner finally free song for the veil that is lifted, lifted, lifted Going home Going home Oh, we
mystic who yearns for the train. Song for the beggar, song for the thief. Song for the hunger that has no relief. Song for the baby who sleeps until dawn. Song for the birds that will sing on and on. Song for the sunrise, song for the day. Song for the veil that is lifted. 
chorus of this song just please sing along it's so easy to dream of the days gone by it's a hard thing to think of the times to come but the grace to accept every moment as a gift is a gift that he is given to some What can you do with your days But work and hope Let your dreams bind your work to your play What can you do with each moment of your life But love till you've loved it away Love till you've loved it away There are sorrows enough For the whole world's end There are no guarantees but the grave But the lives that we live And the time that we spend Are a treasure too precious to save what can you do with your days but work and hope? Let your dreams bind your work to your play. What can you do with each moment of your life but love till you've loved it away? Love till you've loved it away. As it was, so it is, as it is, shall it be, and it shall be, while lips that kiss have breath. Many waters indeed only nurture love's seed, and its flower overshadows the power of death. 
What can you do with your days But work and hope Let your dreams bind your work to your play What can you do with each moment of your life But love till you've loved it away Love till you've loved it away What can you do with your days But work and hope Let your dreams bind your work to your play What can you do with each moment of your life But love till you've loved it away Love till you've loved it away. The hungry and the homeless that we have in every nation 
station May we fill each empty cup and bowl May nothing ever come between or threaten to divide us May we never take for granted all the gifts that we receive Being ever mindful of the unseen hands that guide us And the miracles that cause us to believe And may the light of love be shining deep within your spirit May the torch of mercy clear the path and show the way May the horn of plenty sound so everyone can hear it May the light of love be with you every day Yes, may the light of love be shining deep within your spirit May the torch of mercy clear the path and show the way May the horn of plenty sound so everyone can hear it May the light of love be with you every day Our set about going home and remembering the poor in the last days of autumn as we head toward Thanksgiving began with a piece from Joe Jenks's new album, Poets, Philosophers, Workers, and Wanderers, a piece that offers a remarkably Whitman-esque and inclusive catalog of those who are going home. Then, Daddy Longlegs, that's David Gusikoff, Matt Witten, and Rick Sabalas, played a tune called Last the Days of Autumn. And uh, listening to it gives me an opportunity to remind you as well that if you happen to be in the vicinity of Ripton, Vermont, you could go to the Community Coffee House on Saturday, December 2nd, and get to hear Daddy Longlegs live. Then, on to Lisa Null, with help from Bill Shute, who uh, sang a song called Remember the Poor, a powerful song indeed, that Lisa Null learned from Carrie Grover, who lived in Maine, and Carrie Grover, in turn, learned it growing up in Nova Scotia when she heard it in her family. Then, finally, two Thanksgiving songs that are well underway to becoming seasonal classics. Bob Frankie sang Thanksgiving Eve with a live audience in Chicago. And uh, I guess I could add a little reminder here that Bob Frankie will be singing again, this time at Club Passim in Cambridge on Friday, November 24th. You can uh, check out a link on our Song Parlor playlist if you'd like to know more. And then we heard Anne Hill's beautiful version of David Roth's eloquent appeal to keep the light of love in our hearts as we gather around the holiday table. Now, let's move along to a little set that begins with a couple of new and recent releases in which we can imagine river scenes and songs that might be sung at a holiday gathering of family and friends. And then we'll move on to a couple of pieces that quite literally involve families raising their voices in song. We'll begin with a new one by Leah Kaufman. Fish the drift with a 
his head And I think the dog is on to something fine So I lean back like old bread And close my eyes instead And imagine happy bass swimming by Oh, the riches in the river Song. I could listen to the tune all day long When winter comes around, we won't mind the cold With our pockets full of horror gold
sunset trestle, spanning Jordan, swelling tide. You behold the Union Depot, into which your train will glide. There you'll meet the superintendent, God the Father, God the Son, and with a hearty joy is plotted. Hoffman's musical portrait of Haw River Gold, of a banjo melody singing on that southern breeze, evoking images of the river in its ever-winding song. I could listen to the tune all day long. Got our set of songs that conjure up memories of gatherings of family and friends underway. Then we heard from Counterpoint and a beautiful arrangement of Pete Seeger's Sailing Down My Golden River by Counterpoint's current director, Nathaniel Liu. Then the Craven family. That includes Tim, Kimberly, Oliver, Connor, and Spencer, and they gave us a a terrific version of Life's Railway to Heaven. And then finally, from the Armstrong family, George and Jerry and their daughters, Rebecca and Jenny, a lovely version of the song that so insistently asks, How Can I Keep From Singing? And this time, we actually got to hear it sung. 
Now, we're on to a set that will carry us off to gatherings and collaborations that involve African connections. One from an album so new it hasn't yet officially been released, one from an album that only recently turned up in the Song Parlor mailbox, and one from an album and a collaborative team I've come to think of as old friends. And that's where we're going to begin, with Martin Craddock and the Baca people of the Cameroon rainforest coming together in the group called Baca Beyond. Thank you. 
Craddock, Patti Lemercier, Mark Robson, and the Baku people of the Cameroon Rainforest got us started with their gloriously evocative piece called Meeting of Tribes that fuses sounds and rhythms from around much of the world, African drumming and rhythms of French jazz fiddler, the haunting sounds of the didgeridoo, a marvelous guitarist and an old Cornish tune. 
Then we moved on to the CD that is still to be released. It officially appears a little later in November. It's called Dunia Tabolo, and it comes from Babakar Traore. He's from Mali. The CD was recorded in Louisiana, and it involves some marvelous collaborations, I think, melding Mali and the blues and Zydeco sounds on the CD. Really terrific. This song uh, reflects the cycles in life. Some come, some go. Ainsi va le monde. That's the way life goes, the song tells us. And then on to a CD called Africa to Appalachia. It involves a collaboration between banjoist and the imaginative tradition gatherer Jamie Stone and Manso Sissoko, a Malian chora master and singer who offers yet another meditation on the cycles and rhythms of life. What would a gathering of friends be without a good tale? Happily, thanks to the suggestion of and help from a friend of the song parlor, one of our most faithful listeners, we're in a position to offer a tale. It'll take us to Ireland, and it comes from a group called Colcannon. Moreover, it spins a yarn that seems perfectly suited for the season. It's called Happy as Larry. kinds of happy, as you're probably aware. Everything from full of joy to simply free of care. You might be happy as a pig in muck, or happy as a clam, or happy as a toddler with a two-pound pot of jam. You might be happy as the day is long, or happy as a lark, or happy as a mongrel with a second way to bark. But when you've heard this story, I think that you'll agree that happy as Larry is the only way to be. Larry was a happy man. Everyone agreed. 
an easy smile, a helping hand for anyone in need, generous with his kindly laugh and pleasant all the while, and always more than happy to go that extra mile. No matter what the problem, no matter what the plight, he'd shrug and grin his little grin, then bend himself unto the task of making matters right. By trade he was a blacksmith, a strong and burly man, and worked at fixing everything from plows to pots and pans. But if ever help were needed, or an extra pair of hands, or a friend to share your troubles, then Larry was your man. Larry made a decent living, nothing flash or grand, and though a tradesman, not a farmer, he had a plot of land big enough to grow a garden and some fruit and hazel trees, two good roods of barley and some flowers for the bees. And Saturday would find him in the evening at the Cayley, where he played along with all the tunes upon his ukulele. So very far away, no more than twenty miles, the king lived in his palace, a king who never smiled. The richest man by far he was in all of that terrain, richer than old Croesus or the haughty king of Spain. But sadness blunted all his joys, and he spent his days alone, playing sad and mournful tunes on a battered slide trombone. <laughs> He had everything a king could want, a house in Umrigar, a yacht with more than twenty masts, the only motor car in all of ancient Ireland, a feat that other kings both envied and resented, for motor cars, as you well know, had not yet been invented. But nothing ever pleased him, in spite of all his wealth, and as the weeks and months went by, he began to fail in health. His doctors tried to diagnose and hoped to find a cure, and pondered possibilities, but nobody was sure. No source was found that might expound the problem to explain, the gloom that filled the good king's days and filled his mind with pain. 
And so it came about in the autumn of that year. The days were warm and dry, the evenings bright and clear. The harvest was beginning and promised record yields, and every able-bodied man was working in the fields. Larry, too, was there, working with his neighbors, and twice as strong as other men, his Herculean labors sped the work and cheered his friends to see all go so well. The king, meanwhile, had grown so sad, his thin face pale. He rarely slept. It seemed he had a deep, abiding fear of lying down to sleep. He seldom ate, and then but scraps, a morsel at the best, and sighed and turned his head away, distracted when addressed. And even music failed to soothe his sad and troubled mind. He never played his old trombone, which, though sadly old and battered, was the only one he owned. He got it as a present when he was just a boy, the first gift he'd ever had that wasn't just a toy. He got it from the bandmaster of a roving minstrel band, who'd noted his keen interest and placed it in his hands. The master had shown him how to blow and how to move the slide and how to make the different notes by blowing low or high. The king, then just a little lad, delighted in the sound and delighted even further when, later on, he'd found that the trombone had been left behind, given as a present. The king's father had insisted, It's fit only for a peasant. You need a noble instrument, a, a cello or a lute, or something that a king might play. Something like a flute. Or, or if you must insist, then let's get something new. But only the dinged and battered old trombone would do. And as the years went by and he ascended to the throne, he took with him his old best friend, his trusty old trombone, but now, even that had failed to bring him any joy. His courtiers and his doctors were lost for what to do. They consulted foreign specialists who didn't have a clue. They looked for a psychologist, but this was long ago before psychologists were invented, as you already know. But then one day, a scholar, by a happy stroke of luck, opened up a crumbling and ancient dusty book, and there, back in the index, of all the strangest things, it said, Sadness, cure recommended in the case of kings, page 32. The scholar opened up the page and read the notes within. The king must wear the shirt that's owned by the happiest man in Ireland and pay whatever price for it that's asked. And then the trouble that assails his thoughts shall fall away and wither, and the joy that once was his shall be unmasked. There was some brief discussion as to how to find this man, the happiest in the country, in all of Ireland. How to know, how to tell how much a life is treasured. Such things cannot be weighed or gauged, or plumbed or deemed or measured. To find the happiest man, now there's a task. I suppose the only way to know 
is ask. And so the army was dispatched to knock on every door, to ask at every house with thatch roof and dirt floor, at every house with wall of stone and roof of stolid slate, at every smallest bohan or country house so great. Do you know who might be happiest of all the men in Ireland? Do you know where we might find us such a man? And most just shrugged and shook their head. But if any name was ever said, they'd say, Larry is your man. And so it was, on a fine hot day, stripped down to the waist, the workers in the barley field were working with great haste. For though the day was sunny, some said that rain would fall by the morning of the morrow. So all must now be gathered in as weather would permit. Larry manned the great machine that thrashed the barley corn. He had worked there hard and steady since the early light of morn, and knew that he would work all day and late into the night. Across the barley stubble two soldiers marched, left, right, left, right, followed by a skinny man with ribbons in his cap who walked straight up to Larry and said, I say, old chap, I hear your name is Larry. I presume that is correct. Well, Lorcan is my given name, but Larry I'm eclept. The courtier raised an eyebrow and said, Larry is your name. That's right, my lord, said Larry. But if it's all the same, I'm really very busy here. I'll help you if I can. So please come back tomorrow. I hope you understand. The king has sent a summons. You're to come along with me. I don't care if you're busy. So come, let us proceed. My lord, Again, I'm sorry, but I've work to do right here that can't be done another time. I'm sorry, but I fear that I cannot come with you right now. Perhaps later tonight, if the work should get finished, and it looks as if it might, if we work without distraction. So please to tell the king that I will send him my best wishes and will do anything I can to help him later. So please be gone. You're holding up our work. The courtier raised both eyebrows and looked as if to speak. His guard stood by, said nothing, looking tame and meek, hoping that no order would be made to take this man, who, though his speech was gentle, was clearly not a lamb to go quiet to the slaughter. Then Larry spoke. The king, if I understand aright, is not that very far, staying at a summer house that he built at Umrigar. Say he has my promise that I'll be there anon, that nothing will delay me once this work is done. The courtier paused a moment, and silently he thought, The happiest man in Ireland. Best not get him distraught, or else the cure may not work. No, let him have his way. Then he smiled and bowed to Larry. Anything you say. <laughs> Thank you.
So Larry worked the whole day through to save his neighbor's crop and late into the night. When the last bag filled with barley, they felt the first raindrop. By the time the tools and ropes were cleared, the rain came down in sheets. But all was safely stored away, and weary limbs sought sleep. All except for Larry, who bundled in his coat, set out to walk to Umrigar, his promise there to keep. Just after dawn, now cold and wet, he came to the king's great house, grey in the morning shadow, and quiet as a mouse. He wiped the rain from his weary face and rang the great house bell, dishevelled and exhausted, and simple truth to tell, looked anything but happy as quietly he stood, his great top coat all soaked with rain and spattered all with mud. And soon the door swung open, and the courtier gave a bow. Thank you, sir, for coming. The king will see you now. He led him through the great front hall and up the winding stair, where in the picture gallery the king sat in a chair. Good morning to your majesty. I hope your health is well, said Larry with a solemn bow. Pray tell me for what purpose you have called me here, and I'll do all I can for you. The king said, Come, draw near. They tell me you're a happy man. There's none happier than you, not not in this whole country. So tell me, is that true? Then Larry paused a moment, as if he hadn't heard, then said, Well, I'm not sure if happy is the word, but mostly I'm contented. I barely want for aught. You could say that I'm happy. I've not given it much thought. Then the king rose slowly to his feet and slowly raised his hand. The truth is, Master Larry, I'm not a happy man. I cannot find a reason for what causes this great hurt. But I'll give you anything you name if you will give me your shirt. Larry stood amazed at this and and started twice to talk, then finally said, Your Majesty, in my simple walk of life, there's little that I want and nothing that I need. I cannot barter fairly here, and so I humbly plead that you release me from this bargain. I don't wish to be curt, but the pure and simple fact is, you cannot have my shirt. A look of desperate sadness welled up in the old king's eyes. A look of pain, despair and dreadful hurt. If I had one, you could have it. Gratis and and for free. But the truth is, Larry said, I have no shirt. And he opened up his great coat and threw it on the floor. His breeches, boots and jerkin were all the blacksmith wore. I had a shirt last week, he said, 
but gave it to a man who came begging for a bite to eat, a mender of tin cans, who barely had enough to wear with winter coming soon. A blacksmith hardly needs a shirt. I gave it as a boon. Had I known that you had better use? And then he paused a while, for it seemed to him that as he spoke, the king began to smile. Yes, no doubt about it, definitely a grin. Then through the morning windows, light came spilling in, and it seemed a great and heavy spell had lifted from the king. And in that early morning light, they heard the songbirds sing. And indeed, the king got better and flourished in his mind. Humorous, considerate, generous and kind, all the things a king should be. And learned the ukulele as well as the trombone. And every week or two, he'd talk with Larry on the phone. One further observation that cannot be prevented. Telephones, as you well know, had not yet been invented. his Colcannon bandmates Gene Bolger, Mike Fitzmorris, Rod Garnett, and Brian Mullins unfolded the charming tale of Happy as Larry, in which we meet the dispirited king who plays a sad trombone, but finally learns to smile and rule wisely and even to play the ukulele after he gets help from poor Larry, the happiest man in the world who, though poor in material things, simply goes about his way helping others as best he can, with no time to wallow in self-involved introspection. Happy as Larry took us to Ireland, but in the time that remains, let's head off to Scotland for a few thoughts and tunes and a toast from the land of Burns. Is there baroness poverty that hangs as heed and gnaw that? The cowardly way passing by, we dare be put for all that, for all that, and all that. Our toils obscure and all that. The rank is but the guinea stamp, the man's the goat for all that. What though on him may fare we dine with hodden grey and all that. Give fools their silks and knaves their wine, a man's a man for all that. 
For all that and all that Their tinsel show and all that The honest man no heirs He put his king of men For all that Barky Coddle there was struts and stairs at all that Though hundreds worship but is what he's but a coup for all that for all that and all that his ribbon star and all that the man of independent mind he looks and laughs at all that a prince can mark a belt at night a marquis duke and all that but an honest man's up in his might Get faith, they mourn for that For all that and all that Their dignities and all that The peppercents and pride Were far higher rank than all that Let us pray that come it may as come it will for all that That sense and worth for all the earth shall bear the green and all that For all that and all that it's coming yet for all that That man to man the world thou shall brothers be for all that Man for all that.
got us started with a terrific version of one of Robert Burns's best-known songs. A prince can make a belted knight, a Marcus, duke, and all of that, but an honest man's a boon his might, a man's a man for all that. It's a thought that seems remarkably compatible, it seemed to me, with Happy as Larry, the tale that uh, we heard just a bit earlier. After that, we had a set of reels from Alastair Fraser, Muriel Johnston, and Natalie Haas. It comes from the terrific CD called Legacy of the Scottish Fiddle, Volume 2, Tunes from the Life and Land of Robert Burns. And then finally, from Scylla Fisher and Artie Trezis, a powerful version of a song crafted by Ian Walker around Burns's Selkirk Toast, Some Hay Meat, The ill divisions of the world exist because we let them. The choice is ours, twixt need and greed, to help or just forget them. And with that reminder, it's time to bring this week's edition of the Song Parlor to a close. But I'll be back in two weeks, eager to share more songs and tunes with you here in the parlor. Until then, I hope you'll stop back often to revisit this week's show, to check out the playlist and sample earlier shows from the Song Parlor archives. And of course, you can always pass along your thoughts and suggestions about the show. 
I'm John Patterson. Thanks for listening. And thanks, too, to Howard Wooden, our nimble and gracious song parlor engineer, who records the show in the High Street Media Production Studio in Colchester, Vermont. Now, I'll say so long and happy Thanksgiving as we listen to Jacqueline Schwab play Hymn to the Big Sky. Thank you.
Thank you.